A lot of money in that. It's a lot of money in impersonating a comedian <laughs> that has no sway in the industry. You know, I mean, I've seen half a Melbourne comedy on Cameo. And who's using Cameo? Who's, who's hiring these guys? 20 bucks. I'm not hiring. i tell you what, 20 bucks, zero fucks. That's what people care about. Anyway. That's too negative to start off on. It's too negative. Too I negative. I wanted to talk about Channel 10's pilot. Okay. We brought this up um, the last time, Trial by Kyle. Oh, yeah. Remember Trial by Kyle? Yeah, that horrific shock jock who somehow made a career of being a horrible person and really giving nothing to society. Apparently, he's still relevant in some way. I don't know. I heard someone talking about Kyle Sanderlands. I was in line for a dumpling store on the weekend, and these, these two young people... You should frankly know better. We're talking about how they listen to Kyle Sanderlands. And I... I mean, I don't understand the youth. But I don't understand these youths. I mean, I understand some youths. Were they for or against Kyle Sanderlands? I think they were for. But were they for him um, getting that 14-year-old and a lie detector? Oh, yeah. Saying on air that she was raped. I don't know their stance on that particular <laughs> instance. Um, and then his response of, is that your only sexual experience? Ugh. Australian media icons. <laughs> he is. He is still. He's still on... Still, what, what, he, he's still on Kiss. He makes a lot of money too. Like, I, I, I've heard he's got, like, car collections and stuff. Oh, the Jay Leno, right? The Jay Leno. Yeah. Effect. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm out delivering pizzas... Mm. My, I ran out of CDs and out of podcasts, and I feel like wanting to blow my friends out. Yeah. I turned on Kiss FM at around 7 p.m. just to hear Carl and Jackie O talk about what do they absolutely lowbrow, trashy nonsense. So, what, what do they just talk about? It's like The Bachelor and reality TV, right? Do they talk about that's, uh, that's what I, I don't listen to much. Well, that's fine with it. Yeah, what are they? What are they? Well, they had about? someone on there doing sex tips. Oh yeah. And Carl Sandlance was talking about him coming. Oh, gross! This was like seven thirty p.m. I mean, it's fairly early. I'm no prude, but think of the children. <laughs> yeah. They don't need to think of like a fat middle-aged man jizzing when they're about to sit down for their meal. You know, 
Or maybe that's do people they... eat dinner at 7.30? I don't know. Some, some do. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what they like, those ewes you were eavesdropping on. That's what they like. Just like... He's a fat sack of crap. <laughs> Shooting out rope. Shooting out ropes of white. Tell us how you really feel, Ferdies. <laughs> so, I think... So, how long have you been a fan of Carl Sanderlands? I'm not a fan. I hate listening to it. Oh. That's and fair. Only every, every once in a while if I really feel like blowing my brains out. <laughs> but we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. Yeah, it's been a tangent. It's Pilot Week. T- Channel 10's Pilot Week. Channel 10's Pilot Week. Hey, apparently... So... When, when Carl Sanderland's show, Trial by Carl, actually did win, even he was just like, yeah, I don't even want to do this. <laughs> it won. They were going to make that into a show. And even he was like, this shouldn't be a show. I thought this was going to be a one and done. I didn't expect this to be like a thing. Yeah. So you did you, you, did you actually put in a show? I put in a show. Yeah. And we're not going to actually talk about the actual shows that are part of Pilot Week. They're neither here or there. Yeah. The more but, important thing is our boy, Ross Purdy, submitted a show that made it to one of the final rounds and just fell short of being funded. Didn't. It, it got through so many obstacles in the pitching process. It got through their, their email firewall. So they detected that it wasn't spam. It was a legitimate show idea. Then it made it to a producer's email inbox. And then it made it way to his trash folder after he read the subject. <laughs> and the line in it. Yeah. So. Give me your elevator pitch. We all like hamsters, right? Everyone loves hamsters. Hamster dance. Hamsters <laughs> the pet. Um, everyone loves hamsters. The bathtubs are pretty good for you, right? Bathtubs. Everyone lo- who doesn't love a bath? You tell me someone who doesn't love a bath, I'll, I'll show you a liar. So my, fight, my pitch was hamster fights. I'm listening. You put hamsters in a bathtub. Okay. Too many hamsters. How many is too many? 20. Okay. 20 hamsters in a yeah, small that's a little bathtub. Yeah, a lot of hamsters. You give them bath salts. Yeah. And then you wait to see who claws off whose face first for hamster fights. Is it going to be shot as a single camera reality TV show with hamsters in a diary room? While before, they, before and after they have challenges and claw each other's faces off. I was thinking we could have a desk, and then we have the hamsters on the desk. Okay. And maybe occasionally they cut the clips of other hamsters. I like this. It's like Meerkat Manor. We can have voiceovers for the hamsters. Like, this is the hierarchy. This hamster cheated on this other hamster's girlfriend. Um, now this, the politics of hamster society. It's going to be like that. I could see that working. Like you're not going to imagine how much, how much bath salts we're going to give these hamsters. A bath salt's good for hamsters. <laughs> no, not good for humans. I can't imagine it'll be good for hamsters. What do bath salts do for humans aside from relax them in a bath? Well, it's just going to be a bunch of hamsters just relaxing in a hot tub. Well, sometimes <laughs> it's a thing called bath salt that's actually a sort of drug. Okay. And it should go real off. Hmm. And as I guess it was a myth, I guess it was debunked, or it wasn't, like, I don't know. But someone took bath salts and then they called their own face off. Okay. But what if we did that to hamsters? Well, I can see a few issues. <laughs> I 
Yeah, animal cruelty. That's obviously but not But what if they do it to themselves? Well, if you give them the bath salts, you're responsible. What if... It's kind of I'm like... I'm not giving them the, the Big Brother salts, house. But I'm giving them the bathtub. Okay. That already has, happens to have the bath salts. Okay, well, if they... It's BYO bath salt situation. If the hamsters have found bath salts on their own, then they're partly responsible. Right. If I just put it... I found the bathtub. Yeah. I'm not going to look back closely into the bathtub. And if there happens to be bath salts there that hamsters get hold of, that, that wipes my hands legally. Okay. So, did you hear back from Channel 10? Well, I, they got me to say, look, could you get Julia Morris to host? And I said, no, I'm not going to compromise my ideals. So they said, no, we can't do this. I, I'm just a guy who wants hamsters going off on bath salts, killing each other inside a bathtub. And they wanted to ruin You that. literally want a bloodbath. That's I want, what you want. I wanted a bloodbath. I want a hamster bloodbath. A hamster bloodbath. And they wanted to compromise that. And I said, no. I feel like she'd be great as a commentator. What have you got against her? Well, clearly. Mm -hmm. She's a piece of shit. Why? She's the biggest piece of shit in the industry. Why? <laughs> Why? This is a person from Rockwiz, right? No, that's Julia Zemiro. Oh, if that she's was, lovely. That was... No, Julia Morris hosts... Who's I'm Julia celebrity. Morris? She co-hosts on a celebrity get me out of here. Oh, uh, yeah, I've never seen that. Um, with Dr. Brown, Dr. Chris Brown. I know him. He, she co-hosts it with him. Okay. Biggest pieces of shit in the industry. Plus, <laughs> you're burning every bridge. If someone listens to this and doesn't get what I'm doing is actually satire, then they're the biggest pieces of shit in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, I've never met. Do I have to have a disclaimer at the end of every one of my bits saying, I've never met Julia Morris. She could be fine, she could be not. I don't know. I've never met her. I'm sure she's fine. Most people are fine. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funnier. It's just funnier to have an extreme hatred for people. That's very true. So what do you think of Carl Sanderlands? Oh, biggest piece of shit in the industry. Okay. I think we named one of our episodes Carl Sandlands puts a shotgun in his mouth. So I think that... I think... Yeah. I that was one of our show pitches. That probably was. That sounds familiar. It sounds like some common territory. I, I think we probably have touched on these things before. We've definitely touched on Pilot Week. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Australian TV, it's like a circle. But not the good type of circle. More of a self-repeating circle. The type of circle that reboots Hey Hey It's Saturday and brings back blackface. <laughs> hey. 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 It's Saturday. That's like, nothing wrong with sitting my little tykes down. <laughs> tykes, replace the T with another letter. <laughs> Dear Lord. Make your pick. And then we sit down and we watch some family-friendly blackface. 
I mean, they just the reason why people don't like it anymore is because they don't package it for families. That's the problem. They don't make they make <laughs> it out like it's this horrible thing, but really can just be some family fun. See, the problem with Chris Lilly was if his blackface was family friendly, he'd still have a career. <laughs> <laughs> is he still making stuff? No, he made that show for Netflix, and then everyone's like, "Okay, that's enough from you, Chris Lilly." Oh, really? You got nothing else to offer. Yeah, that Netflix show was not good. It was weird, but not weird in like the good way. This character the, vignettes and not the Ross Perry way that you want. Yeah, it wasn't hamster. Wasn't hamster fights. It wasn't hamster bloodbath. No, it was. I wonder if you put that on TV, what would people's reaction be? Like if it was just like if if you put even. If it was just a just a one camera shot thing, you put no effort and it was a bunch of hamsters in a tub. <laughs> I okay. feel like people would still watch it. Coming up on Channel 10 after the cheap seats. Hamster blood fights. That's a hamster sound. <laughs> That's the sound of a hamster clawing another hamster after ingesting too many bath salts. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the bookers at Speakeasy, right, uh... He's all up for hamster blood fights? No, he just was on a reality TV show. Okay. Like, he actually was, he was filming one, uh, he, w- he wasn't allowed to tell us any of the details, but he told us a couple of things that went, went on. He was filming some new one, it's kind of like a mix between, like, a Big Brother and something else, and there's, uh, I don't know, like, it's, it's like a murder mystery or something, right? So it's like this stage murder mystery, half the people are contestants, half of them are like um, paid actors, and they're playing roles, and they kind of have to try to guess who, it's like kind of like Cluedo or something as far as I understand it. You know, you know, you know, roughly what I'm, you know the setup, right? Murder mystery, paid actors. Hi. Yeah, you got to find who's who. Who, uh, what the butler do. Yeah, who hit who with the what in the place. Um, something like that. Anyway, so they vote people off, and... And he was saying that, like, halfway through, like, the producers were like, oh, you're being too nice. We need you to just, like, just insult a couple of the <laughs> contestants. Just, like, cause some drama. And then there was, like, he mentioned that, like, they were just feeding him lines. And he would, then he was, like, just saying the most horrific things. And, like, and, yeah. Just horrible things, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, you okay? You reel it back in now." Like that, you've probably gone too hard. And some of the contestants were like, "Why are you being so mean all of a sudden?" <laughs> Little do they know, they're great. all just puppets. Great for the editing room, but oh yeah, I'm sure he's 100% going to be the villain. I can't. I'm actually going to watch this thing. It's different if you know someone in it, right? I mean, I loathe reality TV, but if like you were on there, I'd watch it. I did apply for a reality TV. Oh, which one? We're, oh, that's right. We Be- know this. Beauty and the Geek. I don't know if we went into this on this podcast. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely have. Probably. Have we? Ah, oh, I don't even know. I mean, what was it? Last year, the year before? Yeah. But then some other guy that we knew that did improv very briefly was on. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was, yeah, some absolute pretty boy. He's like a good-looking Canadian business dude who's... Probably quite successful. Barely a nerd bone in that guy's body. You know, aside from doing a bit of improv with us freaks. Like, 
I, I think he's, I think he's barely a nerd, to be honest. Like, very well-dressed. Anyway, he did Beauty and the Geek. They took hold of all his Instagram account. Like, deleted every attractive photo of him. And then just made him grow a beard and his hair out and wear a Christmas sweater to look like a dag. So that's the thing about being a nerd. It's just... Thinking it's Christmas. It's just not grooming yourself properly to the yeah. standards of um, TV. And constantly thinking it's Christmas. That's the thing, man. Just, just like turning up to a party in the middle of, middle of like summer, being like, I've got eggnog, eggnog. And everyone's like, get out of here, you nerd. What am I going to fill my stocking with this party? Get out of here, goddamn nerd. It's like some beach party. It's January. I will say, I will say this. Mm. Pertaining to the the murder mystery reality show. Yep. Did he consider saying Julia Morris is the biggest piece of shit in the industry? I don't think she hosted the... Well, it doesn't matter if she hosts it or not. I mean, he could have just dropped it. He could have just name dropped it. Out of context. <laughs> To one of the contestants. I do enjoy people just dropping into the middle of this podcast or my podcast or just see one of our shows and just taking everything we say at face value. <laughs> no matter how insane it is, <laughs> there's some people who are just like, well, I've got no reason to not believe them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've pretended to be lost in a jungle and eat honey out of each other's butts, but... I think they're really trying to make a point here. <laughs> I think that they're... Uh, and I don't know what that point is, and it seems upsetting. It doesn't seem like the right point, so now I'm upset. <laughs> Look, people like that. You'd be surprised. It's very funny, or it's very sad, about our um, literacy. It is. It's a form of literacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Committee. Literacy. Comedic ironic literacy. literacy. Yeah. That's just gone down to shit so much. I think it's kind of just gone everywhere, though. In a way, people like... And that's why it, it, it is gone. Comedy, just because it is just gone everywhere else. Yeah, well, it's just weird that people like... I don't know, they can't... I mean, like... I feel like we live in a day and age where politicians can say genuinely the most, like, barbaric and insane things, and they mean it, and people, like, don't care as much as when a comedian says it. People are just, like, way upset, way more upset. They're just, like... Well, they expect us to be better than a politician. I mean, that's a given. But if we're meant to be better than a politician, pay us more and, and give us some power. You know, that would be nice. Is that too much for us? Just let us rule the country. Not a good one. I'd settle for an island somewhere. Okay, so Australia. Yeah. Australia some is, a, some is a, it's an island somewhere. Island. Just, yeah, some island. Yeah, just give us some power. I mean, if you're going to hold comedians up to higher standards than politicians, give them something. Well, we are the modern day philosophers. Hmm. I, I, I don't think so. I mean... I've done 111 episodes of a podcast making fun of this notion. If you don't 
but you have to have some form of comedic literacy to understand <laughs> that. Hmm. But maybe we are. But maybe we are? Maybe. Yeah, man, you ever go to the comedy store? I, I, it's like going to the gym, man. You go to the comedy store three to four times a week. <laughs> oh, boy. He's doing his Joe. <laughs> Joey Rogue. You ever tried DMT, Ross? I've had, I've done, the only thing I've done mm. is mushrooms, and you were there for that. All the it's time. true. That's true. I've never done drugs by myself. It's probably safe. I better not to do drugs by myself. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely, like, something that you want to bounce stuff off, like hallucinogens and stuff. Like, you definitely want to be able to share that experience, right? I feel like if you just took a bunch by yourself, it'd just be like, could get out of control. I definitely know... I'm around someone and I can bounce ideas off or just like talk shit with. I'm definitely, it's definitely a better experience than if I was just like staring at my walls, watching things and then having crazy thoughts and yeah. Anyway, it's mushroom season. It's winter. Go out and pick your mushrooms while they're still growing. Eat the mushies. Eat the mushrooms. Eat the mushrooms. Become one with the universe and become a better person. Well, you won't become a better person. You'll think you're becoming a better person because you're poisoning your brain. And look, that's just part of the process of becoming a better person. Brain poison. Poison brain. You know who poisons their brain on a regular? Who? Carl Sandlin's biggest piece of shit in the industry. Yeah. What's his poison? Just the cocaines? Yeah, definitely. Oh, he 100% cokes, cokes out of his mind. Uh, I mean, he can afford it with his car collection. Who is this man? <laughs> Who does he think he is? Why does he still have a career? It's Carl Motherflippin' Sanderlands. He says what he wants. He's a modern-day philosopher. <laughs> Speaks truth to power. Our radio shock jocks the modern day philosopher. You know what? They listen to the people. Kind of like Socrates. They have an open forum. Consider Howard Stern. Yeah. Back in the day. Aristotle also had porn stars write a Sibian live on the radio. <laughs> what would it? What would that be back then? <laughs> Just be a... It'll just be another Greek boy, right? Yeah, just be like someone shaking a Greek boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. What an image. Hey, that's just, that's just those Greek philosophers. And Howard Stern learned so much from that, and that's why he did that. Hmm. Okay. I mean... A lot of those Greek philosophers, a lot of their lessons do translate to the modern day. They, they did know something, yes. didn't they? Yeah, ride the Sibian. Yeah. Make sure the record is on. Yeah, make sure you can hear the sound. 
have the, the vibration. Have the knob and turn it up. Yeah. Have the knob and turn it up? So that was a radio thing you did. Yeah. Or, yeah, a radio thing, not a live TV thing. He did it. He probably filmed it for the internet for the sick freaks out there. <laughs> the sick freaks are out there, like, you know what? Porn's not good enough. I don't even know they're doing this on live radio. <laughs> mean. Doesn't surprise me. There's definitely... Oh, no, there is a whole genre of that. Like, people's orgasm faces. Like, it's not even the the dirty bit, you know? It's just their faces, their cum faces. People have a fetish just for people's cum faces. But the, do they have Howard Stern asking them how big their tits are? <laughs> for modern-day philosopher. Shock jock. Howard Stern. Well, Carl Sanderland's just following in the greats. Great's footsteps. You know? It's just the way it's done. Maybe we should start doing the same. We should have call-ins. We should solve real people's problems. So we're not like... Make it worse. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, not real problems. And we obviously make them way worse and give terrible advice. And I, th I think the aim of our call-in show would to be somehow get sued. But, you know, we obviously have a disclaimer being like, don't actually listen to us. I remember just all the Greek philosophers. The one who called up, Frank called up a nurse and said, is the queen there? And next, next day, boom. Yeah, that was, that really ruined prank calls in Australia, didn't it? I mean, for people who don't know the reference, it was like, these people on, I think it was Fox FM in Sydney, they, yeah, yeah. when the Queen's child was born, it was like George, was it? Oh, some big to do. Some baby, some royal baby was born. They prank called the hospital to try to see if they could, you know, get transferred to the room. And they impersonated, did they impersonate the Queen? Yeah. Yeah, they impersonated the Queen. It was a very poor impression as well. And they started with like the textbook impersonation line of, I'm the queen, and I want to talk to my royal baby. It was something like that. Yeah. And they transferred them through, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. So they got to talk to a royal baby. And there was an uproar about this, and the nurse uh, committed suicide, right? Was mm -hmm. that, that thing? Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing. So then they banned prank calls. Which is a shame. Because... Well, sometimes you just don't know how people are going to react. Yeah. And that's a real overreach of a reaction that says probably more about... Mm. I don't know. The poor working conditions and lack of mental health care for nurses rather than comedy. Just just, just dumb radio. Yeah, jokes. just dumb radio. I mean, now we're defending them, Ross. But, but I agree. There's <laughs> like, some... Look, there's some points where you can defend them. Not all shock jock radio hosts are indefensible. If they're talking about an underage girl's sexuality in a horrific way... You know, that leads that's, to a rape confession and all you can say is, is that your only sexual experience? Yeah. Well then, yeah, that's indefensible. Cancel those guys. But, if it's just a prank call... Doing a poor impression of the Queen, yeah. in any normal circumstances, we would have just gotten hung up anyway. 
And they always expect it to be hung up on, and it's a surprise when they go through. Yeah. You know what, that takes a lot of moxie to pretend to be the queen. I, I respect that. Maybe when the chaser, the guy from the chaser pretended to be Osama bin Laden. Oh, really? It was like before or bit... after he was dead? <laughs> this was way before. Okay. And they had motorcades, and they were going into the APAC uh, thing. Yeah, I remember that stunt. That was yeah. quality. But then, yeah, they could have legitimately been shot. <laughs> but they got turned around because they made it. Yeah, because they, they, they were expecting to get caught. And then they got way too close and they're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This is pretty fucked. And then they just turned around, right? That was the whole thing. They got in, yeah. Yeah. I think they got in and they were like, what the fuck? We got in. What do we do now? <laughs> we didn't plan for this contingency. We just thought they would see the guy dressed as a son of Bin Laden and fought Can you up. imagine if like someone just like, just bang, shot some guy from the chaser? Like, like he's in, he's here, he's here, he's not in Pakistan. We got him. Like, and then it's just like some local comedian and they're like, oh, shit. Can you imagine? That could have happened. It definitely could have happened. And it should have happened. Because then that make a realistic wish sketch would have never happened. What? Okay, another controversial chaser sketch. Probably way more controversial than the APAC thing. Okay. They, they did a sketch where it wasn't even like a stunt or anything like that. Yeah. It was just a sketch about Oh, so it wasn't dying children. Okay, always a fun topic. And at a make a realistic wish foundation. Oh, okay. And there, everyone was like, you're making fun of sick children. For some reason, I think that some people didn't see it, and I think, I think they just assumed they really did just go up to dying children, the way they were reacting. Oh, okay. But they weren't. They were actors. It was a bit. They were paid unsick children. Well, we don't know if they were sick or not, but they were paid. Okay, well, that makes it fine. The story of capitalism. Um, no, anyway, no, but like, yeah, if they're paid actors, they knew what they were doing. So, um, but also like, they got, to, it's they, very they, strange. They got taken off the air for two weeks for that. What? People got so upset. Cause they want, what, but, um, but like, like, but like making fun of sick children is a beyond the pain. But also Mace, most of like the, the sick kids wishes are very realistic. They, they just want to go to Disneyland. I think Phil, that's 90% of make a wish things. It's just well, Disneyland. the premise of his sketch is that that costs too much, it's too extravagant, so we need to lower our expectations. Okay, so they go to Luna Park, and they're like, this is as good as it gets, kid. Well, more like, something like, do you want to meet Zach Efron? Well, he's a stick. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so it just wasn't a good sketch. That's what I'm hearing. And people got upset. Because it was about dying children. Yeah. Look, it was hardly, it was hardly it's Chris not... Morris's brass eye pedageddon special. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like it is a bit of a overreaction. I mean, it's just kind of making fun of extravagant wishes and gestures, I guess. But also like the target of it is, I guess it's just the target is sick kids. So people, I don't know, it's easy to get upset about it. Well, also, this was a time when Harold's son... Well, they still can't wait to beat up on the ABC, but now, yeah, that was part of it. 
Just mm. just Murdoch Media getting pissy at the ABC. Just a media cycle, really. Yeah. Just like it's weird that they actually got a ban for a couple of weeks. They have to be taken off air for two weeks. They had to do an apology on the news. God, re- that's, that's ridiculous. I remember them seeing the dirty apology. And I was just like, yeah, this is a bit much. Yeah, I mean, it like... Was just, it was just a dud. It's just a dud Yeah, sketch. everyone writes bad sketches. I mean, you shouldn't have to apologise on the news for it. Once again, how many times would a politician apologise for a bad... Well, like a Bad policy. Yeah, bad policy or something in poor taste that they gloss over. They don't. They would never apologise. They'd get one of their lackeys to be like, it wasn't the perfect choice of words, but the sentiment was fine, blah, 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 and people need to calm down and take these things into context and this, this, this. You know, they would have someone else jump in front of the bus for them, you know, and they'd be fine. It's just weird comedians, the public apology and the shaming. The shaming, Ross. Just the shaming. The shaming. The shaming, shaming. Although I am the shaming shaman. I shame people for doing things that are neither here or there, but I feel they, the public demands I shame them. They and conjure up a hate, a hate potion, and I enforce the shame. I am currently culturally appropriating. I so, I, so I shall shame myself. I'm so ashamed of this oh, character. Oh, 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 I'm whipping myself. This isn't sexual. But why are you erect? You should feel more shame. More shame, shame, shame. I'm only getting erection when I do feel shame. Oh god, it's a catch-22. Now now I'm just like imitating the the shame wizard from from Big Mouth. I like that. that, That's probably like my favourite character in there. (laughs) And that's a cartoon you made, right? Yes, me, Nick Kroll. I look like Nick Kroll, apparently. People tell me I look like Nick Kroll. I wish I was Nick Kroll. You should wish you had that Nick Kroll money. Yeah, I wish I was a bajillionaire and... Just had TV shows and creative freedom more than anything. Just wish I didn't have to work a job. Well, not like a... I, I want to... I you, know, you know what I mean, like a mm. bad job. Mm. Not like a fun TV job. Well, I'm the shame wizard. Well, when I get hamster fights up and running. Oh, Ross Purdy, who thought a TV show about hamsters fighting to the death was funny. It's, it is. You're a disgusting boy, Ross Purdy. Hit yourself. I don't feel no shame. You should feel shame. I don't feel shame. You should feel shame. I always get an erection when I don't feel shame. Mm. Well, now you should feel shame. Shaming wizard! (laughs) I feel like that's a character for a show now. (laughs) You know who needs a shaman... Wizard in their lives. Oh. Carl Sanderlands. He, he, he doesn't feel shame. He shouldn't feel... Biggest no piece one... of shit in the industry. Yes. Biggest piece of shit. And the reason why is he does not feel shame. Should feel more shame. I think that's the lesson we've all learned here today. That people need to feel more shame? Yeah. 
there's too much. Sometimes there is too too much positivity. You right. Take it down a tone. I know. Like not everything you do is golden. You should be told you're a piece of shit. And that will make you humble. Now, some people are like, I'm sex positive, and I'm like, well, I'm sex negative. <laughs> and then you have... And that's healthier. Then you have sex equality, because the positive and the negative cancels itself out, and it's neutral. Isn't that what we want? Isn't it? Sure is. It's what the great philosophers said. It's what the great philosopher Howard Stern said. Pull down your panties and put, go on to Sibian. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so that's been another episode of Hamster Fights. <laughs> uh, tune in for the exclusive Patreon content where you see the first three episodes of Hamster Bloodbath uncut. Where you see the hamsters going full ham on each other. All out. There's no censorship. We don't uh, censor the gizzards. You'll see gizzards. And then you'll get commentary from the shame wizard. You shall feel shame for all this hamster violence. I was just watching it because it was... It just seemed... I'd never seen this reality TV show. I accidentally turned it on. I didn't even enjoy it that much. Just be glad. Those hamsters aren't riding a Sibian. Oh, I am glad I didn't see that. And that's the end. <laughs>